Hello, and welcome back to the Go Off Sis podcast. We are hitting you back with episode seven. You thought we were done? We're not. We got more fire in the booth for you, back, ready to talk, and we're going to get into it today because it is spring, the panorama fog is lifting, but Mercury is staying its ass in microbraids, Gatorade, take your pick, okay? So today, we're going to be doing some mental, physical, and emotional spring cleaning. We're talking about switching things up, reinventing ourselves, dealing with the nose, and just overall spiritual recalibration. So from career to love to relationships to moving, we're just celebrating new growth and and getting real about the growing pains that go with it. And speaking of which, make sure to listen through this whole episode because we have the Marseille Martin who's going to tell us all about how she's growing up. But first, I have my beautiful ladies at this roundtable with me, and I just want everyone to just give a hello, a hey, and how you doing, and give us a little bit about what your spring cleaning energy is this season, okay? So, Larice, new to the round table, but not new to any of this. Introduce yourself to the people. Hey, it's so amazing to be back on the podcast. Oh my gosh, with my girls. So, in terms of spring cleaning, y'all know I just took a really, really big leap. I just became a mom, a dog mom. I definitely feel like having a new little baby in my life has helped me kind of like grow up. And you guys know I'm a tourist. Tourist season is on the horizon. I'm turning 27 soon. And so it just feels right. It feels like I'm coming into like a new phase. That's where I'm at. And Larice, just in case people don't know, but they should, what do you do at this here Unbothered? Oh, what do I do? (laughs) It is my like greatest joy, truthfully. I I run our social media accounts. So Facebook, Instagram, and a little bit of Unbothered on Twitter. So I'll let you All of it. She's she's on the mic and spitting on fire for us across all the channels. So she's doing the Lord's work. Steph, how about you? What's your spring cleaning? Give us a little energy vibe check. Yeah. Hello. Hi. I am one half of the Power Senior Editor Duo here at Unbothered. And I can definitely relate to Larice and this like new mommy energy. I am now a single cat mom. And, you know, I'm really feeling this like routine change. This new responsibility has given me like a new sense of I don't know. I just feel like I'm in like my my grown ass woman bag right now. And I feel like I have like a new sense of purpose, you know, instead of like lying in bed and like hitting snooze five times in the morning. I'm like, oh, I got to get up. I got to feed the baby. I got to change the litter box. And she just really keeps me present and moving. Oh, and just so in case we were weren't sure about Steph's whole vibe, can you just tell the people what your cat's name is? <laughs> <laughs> so my cat's name is Sade because mm. she is like, I mean, she's literally like in the frame right now, just chilling. She's like the chillest, most mellow cat ever. And I was like, you're a Sade. So that's my cat's name. And she's one of my favorite singers. So, you know, no brainer. (laughs) You're giving Shade vibes. So, like, I'm not mad at this. You guys are coordinated. (laughs) (laughs) Kathleen, how are you doing in the six? I'm doing good. I am the lesser half of the senior editor duo (laughs) that Steph mentioned. Oh, stop. (laughs) We are equals on on this team. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you know, yeah, Steph makes me look good every day, and I appreciate it. I mean, I'm still on my bullshit. I am never cleaning. Spring is here, and my place is still a mess. But I am also a pet mommy, and my dog, Apollo Creed, keeps me going outside. The only reason I go outside 
and enjoy the spring weather is because of Apollo. And he also keeps me grounded. Like whenever things are getting a little too much, I get to look at Apollo and he's just living his dog life, lying on the couch, chilling. And I take an exhale and I say, it's not that bad. Things are all right. Look at Apollo. And he's technically my emotional support animal because of my anxiety. And he truly, truly does that. He saves my life on multiple levels. You guys are, again, responsible adults that can take care of other living things. As I said, that is not my ministry. It will never be my (laughs) ministry. I can't even take care of my own body. But I appreciate this spring is bringing you new life, new energy, and a schedule, which I feel like now that we're, like, coming out and going outside, like, having an actual schedule and things to do is really important and really helpful just to, like, prioritize, right? So today we're going to talk about those priorities. We're going to talk about when we want something and it happens. It's amazing. We're making big moves. You guys have new children in your life that you are just being moms to. We're also going to talk about what happens when those moves might be a little bit tough and might feel a little bit weird when you hear no, when you want to do something, and what it means when sometimes just like the shit ain't working, okay? Because that is basically mercury and microbraids or retrograde if we want to get real technical. So before we dive into to dealing with that and what that looks like for our lives this spring, Steph, again, as aka Voibs, do you just want to please define for us what Mercury in retrograde actually is so we all just know once and for all? Yeah, let me know because I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> so when Mercury is in retrograde, it essentially means that Mercury is moving in an opposite direction to planet Earth. So planets, they move from east to west around the sun and Mercury turns to move from the west to east instead. So that's when like Mercury is in retrograde. And when this happens, it tends to cause a lot of disruption in our day-to-day lives. We experience like problems with communication, things or people from your past may pop back up. And a lot of astrologers will recommend that you try not to make any major moves or life decisions until like this period is over. So if you are like planning like a big move or maybe you want to transition your job or maybe there's like an important conversation you need to have, it's good to kind of sit and reflect and plan out what that's going to look like. But in terms of actually taking action, it's best to wait because shit can get cray. And that's why you always hear people like, oh my God, my life is like falling apart. I don't know what's happening. Everything just kind of like breaks down during that time. Including, I feel like all of my like cords, like I'll plug something in and it'll be like, oh, this doesn't work anymore. I'm like, I just got you 10 yeah. minutes ago. Damn, like, the charger. Exactly. I'm like, or my computer like just flickers or it comes on like different things or it starts yelling at me. Like I'm always just like, okay, that's micro brace. That's micro brace. There's nothing else. And I feel like a lot of us honestly may have felt like we've been in retrograde for the past 16 months. Mm-hmm. So... And I think that's why this topic was like so interesting to us to really talk through that static that we felt, right? That maybe those communication breakdowns or feeling like we are on the eve of a pivot or a change and how we grow through that and how we sort of move through that because there's a lot that comes with it. So that's really what we're going to talk about today. And I want to start actually with something that, Larissa, that you said with your Taurus energy over here. If you guys don't know, our team is full of just like Capricorns and Tauruses. It's all Earth signs. I'm Earth gang, baby. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, again, if we're talking about Mercury and we're talking about signs, like, let's go there. I'm a Libra, so I'm just, like, floating in the air across all of you. Like, yeah, yeah, that looks cute. Um, but <laughs> great. I love an aesthetic. Can't make a decision, though. Boop. <laughs> One of the things that you said, Luis, is that you're turning 27 this year. And that is your... Saturn returns year, and we are of varying unidentified ages on this podcast. Kathleen is 25, as obviously noted historically. If at any point I had experienced 27, I would say it was one of the best years of my life, but I haven't yet, so I'm going to stay over here being 25. Exactly. Don't don't fact check she that. She just flipped her hair. Y'all can't see. She <laughs> flipped her hair. Flips, <laughs> flips hair. So again, because I don't have anyone's driver's good. license in front of me, I'm gonna just say yes and keep it pushing. <laughs> <laughs> like you do you. But I want to talk a little bit about 27 and this like year of exploration for you. I think as we're talking about things shifting and making moves, exploration and discovery to me is is what's exciting about that. And I, I think for me, when I turned 20 a few months ago, (laughs) what I really learned was just like being more comfortable in like exploring, right? And being okay with saying, I I don't know. Like, honestly, I don't know, which is still really hard. And I'm still practicing that every single day. But I think there's power in saying that. And I think like, Larissa, I'd love to hear from you what you're looking forward to in in this year of return. Yeah. I mean, you... Chelsea, you know, you know me so well. And Mm -hmm. you know, I am that girl who has planned out her entire life, her entire career journey since like what, 2012? When did I graduate high school? Like 2012? I have been going from internship to internship, conference to conference, strategically putting myself in rooms, putting myself in spaces to level up to where I wanted to be. And at the time, like my dream was to be a social media editor for Refinery29 because even back in the day, our social was popping. We were the, the place to be, okay? And so, you know, I did everything I needed to do and it worked out for us, sis. But I remember like at age like 25, being like, okay, you should feel really, really fulfilled. You should feel really full. You should feel really whole because you did what you said you was going to do. You did above and beyond for the social team. But I felt like, damn, I peaked at 25. I don't have a vision for what I want to do anymore. Like I was so narrow-minded to other dreams and other things because I was just so focused on crossing off my list to like get to my top, to this peak. But now it's like, okay, I'm turning 27. I'm allowing myself to be comfortable in my career. I do not have a plan A, a plan B, or plan C. So to answer your question, I don't know what's next. I'm kind of going with the flow and just being open to what is meant for me next. I also want to know, Larice, how like this age outlook has shifted during the pandemic. Because... I mean, you're going to be celebrating these milestones through all of this. And I can't imagine that this past year, because it's messed me up, <laughs> has impacted the way you're, you're viewing this, this new shift. I think that to that point, too, when you're in situations like, like a lockdown or a pandemic or even just a really hard trial that's going on in your city, it really forces you to gain some perspective, you know? I know you guys know I took three months off during this panini last year and I completely disconnected and just focused on what my core priorities were. I feel like at the time before that, I was like 
living to work. Like it was like, okay, work 24 seven and then stop and smell the roses in between, like then squeeze it in. But now I'm in a place where I want my whole, whole day to be surrounded by, okay, this is life. This is joy first. This is my priorities first. And then I'll squeeze in work and extra side projects and extra little money makers here and there. I think that stopping to smell the roses just was not enough for me. And I had to change the way I was framing my day to day. It's so funny that you mentioned that because I, so I don't really use Facebook anymore, but I do log in from time to time, just like check on stuff. And I like to look at the memories just to see like what I was doing like five, six, seven years ago. And the trends that I saw, college Stephanie was like always in the library studying and like sharing it on her Facebook timeline. Like, I'm in this, I'm in the library going hard, <laughs> studying. I'm gonna get these A's. I'm gonna pass this exam. And I really was like so proud of that. And like, yeah, like it's great to to have pride in like working hard and attaining goals for yourself. But looking back, I really don't think I was prioritizing my joy enough during this time. You know, I would push through my harder days and I wouldn't prioritize mental health days for myself the way that I do now, being in this panini panoramic pickle, <laughs> whatever, you, whatever you want to call it. I think post-pandemic stuff, like one thing that I want to really make sure that I carry on like after this all ends is that recognition of like, if I don't have it today, like I just don't got it. Because at the end of the day, we only have ourselves. And I say this all the time, but if you're not taking care of yourself, like how can you show up for and be there for other people, whether it's your family or your partner or, you know, your work colleagues, you have to take that time out for yourself. And so, yeah, I want to make sure that I'm making more time for that for sure. I mean, not to continuously play the role of the one on the panel who does not have her shit together, but <laughs> I, listen, I, I come here every week and listen to y'all preach and drop your wisdom and your vibe about having that balance and really listening to yourself when you need to tap out. And I have not been able to perfect that yet. And this past year, I've really been thinking about one word has been in my head a lot, and that's ambition. Mm. Because I'm a Capricorn. I work hard. <laughs> I always have. I've always had a very clear vision in my head, like Larice, of like what I wanted to do and where I wanted to be. And if you were to ask me, what are three words to describe yourself? Ambitious would have been one of those words every time. Hmm. And now I just don't connect to that anymore at all. Like this past year, I still love my job. I still love the work that I do. But I'm not trying to like one-up somebody else to get to some certain point or care as much about what title I have or or all of these things that used to be so, so important to me and that I attach with the word ambition. They're not there anymore, but I'm still not saying no to things. I'm still taking on all this stuff for the sake of visibility and being like, okay, this was in my head of what I wanted to be and who I should be. So I should still be fighting for those things and in that race, in the rat race, but I don't really know why I'm running anymore. It like feels like I used to run track. So here's my track analogy. It feels like I'm in my lane running and I'm looking over to the other lanes being like, but why? Who, who's even beside me? Who's in front of me? Who's behind? I don't care anymore. My best friend and I say this all the time, for who and for why? And I've lost that. And I don't really know why I'm grinding anymore. Mm. We're coming with our truth, Kathleen, and that is your truth. Like, uh, just to be clear, like, uh, 
trust me, I don't have nothing together. <laughs> like at all. Like, yeah. Do you guys get, you, you don't have a plan A, B, and C. I don't have a plug. Like I, I have nothing <laughs> at all. Okay. So do not feel like that. And I think like that's, it's so interesting because when you really look at us from the outside, we are four dope, creative, intelligent, very successful Black women. We are to a lot of people. And I think like, Kathleen, what you're saying too, of like, who, who am I running this race for? Mm-hmm. Who, who am I competing against? And it's ourselves and our own conceptions of where we thought we needed to be. Kathleen, you said you would define yourself as ambitious. Like, I would never define myself as ambitious, but I'm goal-oriented. Larise, can you stop laughing? <laughs> <laughs> This is actually hilarious, but I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. Like what happens when you have reached those goals? Like you said, Larisse, you you are here. You are doing that. What happens when you want to maybe pivot? What happens when, you know, you want to take on a new business or a new relationship or really think about how you might be able to stretch yourself or cut off all your hair? Like genuinely, what does that look like? And how do you now that we've really shaken up clearly the world and all our priorities, how do you plan with new priorities? And I think that's what I'm having trouble with, really understanding like, okay, if my goal is always to create good, how do I prioritize that like for myself and for people in my life? And to your point, Kathleen, like, I don't know if I had the answer to that. Just to again, give some credence to the I don't know. And I think like, that is just such a huge part of when we're talking about these big leaps is just like, how do we prioritize ourselves and what we actually need? Hmm. Absolutely. And I think, because when you say the word big leap, I think of a couple of years ago when I left my full-time career in producing to write full-time and to take this job at Refinery29. And I was working for a really big media company here in Canada. I was a producer And it was one of the scariest things I've ever done. (laughs) It was like anxiety in my bones, just like vibrating when I made that choice. And I think though that there's a lot of lessons to be learned in a big leap. Because one of the biggest lessons I learned was, I use this quote as like my guiding light and I don't want to butcher it, so I'm going to read it. But it's by Erica Williams Simon. She said, don't ever attach yourself to a person, a place, a company, an organization, or a project. Attach yourself to a mission, a calling, a purpose only. And that's how you keep your power and your peace. Mm. And whoo, because I had attached so much to that company, to that title. When you switch that and start pushing your life to the goal of a purpose or a mission and being like, this work is about that purpose and that mission as opposed to a company or what it says in my signature, that's freedom. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when I started at Refiner29, I was in a position that a lot of people, all of my, a lot of my peers were younger than me. And I felt like I was behind But when I think of a purpose or a mission, you can't be behind if the work that you're doing every day is about that mission or that purpose. And also, when you let go of putting that pressure on yourself, you mentioned the word freedom. It it really does give you freedom to, to spread your wings more and to maximize your growth. Because when you frame it that way, 
it makes it harder to box yourself in because you're not so attached to like any one outcome for your life path. Like I said, you have a bigger opportunity to grow because you, you let in opportunities that maybe you wouldn't have like previously looked at or considered. Or to use the example that you gave, Kathleen, you know, you don't feel like you have to be at like any one company because it's that company. You're with the company because it aligns with what your values are and what you know you're put on earth to do. And I know that's something that I had to come into as an Aquarius with a moon in Taurus and six Capricorn placements. Really just kind of like leading into that idea of surrender has like the way I've blossomed in the last like few years alone. I Amazing. Incredible. Just by letting go. Ooh, do you have the recipe for that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so serious. Like, we we talked about this, and I was thinking about this last night. Like, I was so tied to the outcome of having Thai food for dinner. <laughs> and when I found out that, like, the Thai place that I wanted to order from was closed for a number of probably very good reasons, we are still in a pandemic, I was like, well, goodbye forever. I guess I'm never having dinner again. <laughs> So <laughs> literally, and I like, it's that deep for me that I'm mm. so tied to like getting exactly what I put on my list and like making sure and controlling the outcome. Like I will lay in bed playing out scenarios of the next day and be like, okay, and this is what it's going to happen. And then I'm going to say this and they're going to say that. And then I'm going to do that. And then it's going to work out. Those are the bedtime stories of anxiety that like mm-hmm. I tell myself at mm-hmm. night, which is absolutely insane. I know that. But the idea of like surrendering, like you said, Steph, or just like letting go of control is so scary because I'm like, well, then what? Like, then I'm just going to have to sit with my thoughts, right? Then I'm just going to have to really deal with the fact that of the things I don't want to do, or I'm going to have to be okay with the things that I really do want to happen just aren't, baby. Like, they just aren't. And that makes me think of, like, when we talk about Mercury in retrograde or in microbraids or in Gatorade, to me, who is not as into astrology as other people, and I don't even know when Mercury is in retrograde until I see it on my timeline, to me, it's just about this idea that it's above us. Steph says this all the time. (laughs) That it is above us. And there you do have to relinquish that control. And that's sometimes things are going to happen. Life is gonna life. And we are just going to have to deal with it. And if you can't get that Thai food for dinner, you just have to be like, all right, I'm gonna get Korean instead. That's all I wanted. And so like that for me is just like, again, that's some self-work I need to do. And Larise, you sort of shared this, that you're a social strategist. You are dealing with things very quickly and you have to deal with a lot of people telling you no and saying like, nope, that's not it. And you also like recalibrated yourself last year, as you said, and took some time off. So for you, like, how do you really think about just like, all right, I'm going to put this out into the world and that's it and not be tied to any of the comments, any of the likes and just like be on my merry way. So it's so funny. Last summer when I was crashing at my mom's house during my little break, I was reading a ton. That's what you do when you have time. <laughs> and I was reading this article in the New York Times. They did this whole package around the concept of resilience. And they talked about this study that they performed on soldiers where they would expose them to like mock situations before combat. And so they 
they would like dress up these scenarios that look like the villages the people would be in. And so these soldiers who were exposed to that before actually being in combat fared better because they mentally were like already a little bit numb to it. And so all that to say is when you have experiences that seem like a mistake or something went wrong, you realize that you survive it and the outcome, it isn't as predictable as you think. You know, it's, it's one of those things where when you go into maybe combat, you accept that you will not be in charge of these outcomes, you know? There's a big level of accepting the fate when you are in the position to have to make choices really, really fast. It's funny, I was... I think back to like a few years ago when I first got to Refinery, I was the community manager and it was kind of my job to read all the comments and gather all the feedback that was happening in the comment section to report it back to the editors. And I really had my eye on the Instagram team. I really loved the work they were doing. It was where I saw myself and the company really thriving. And so my boss was like giving me some Instagram projects here and there, but it wasn't my focus. I really wanted this job on the Instagram team. So fast forward, um, I've been in my boss's ear like, yo, I really want this job. And my sister gets sick. My sister ended up being in a mental hospital for several months. And while I was in Maryland kind of waiting in the waiting room, I got this message from Refinery that was like, mind you, they didn't really know what was going on. But they were like, hey, we know you've been wanting a spot on the Instagram team. One just opened up. Let's talk. And I remember being like, damn, this is like exactly the job I want. But like at the time, my priorities immediately were just like, you don't even know if you're going back to New York. You might be moving home to assist with your sister's uh, at-home care. You know, you don't know how she'll be able to fare after this. That was a moment where I immediately was reminded of that like life is not just, not just work. You know, the priorities are different. And, and when you recognize that the outcome, for me, I was like, that outcome I, I dreamed of of that job at, in, on the Instagram team. And at the time, it didn't look feasible. I had told them no. I was like, sorry, I want this, but I can't have it right now. I, I can't take it. I can't, I don't have the space for it. And, you know, I had to be okay with that as an outcome for a little bit. Eventually, I ended up getting on the Instagram team, as we all know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I always say, what's for you won't miss you. So, And I think like one of the things that, Larice, as you were sharing that, which thank you for sharing that, you are an amazing big sister. I told you that. You always are. And also your younger sister is just like unbothered hive. So shout out to her too. (laughs) (laughs) She is. She She really, really is. She stays supporting. But I think one of the things that is really interesting to me in all of this is like exactly like you said, Steph, like what's for you won't miss you. And this one thing, if you say no or you didn't get it or it doesn't work, doesn't determine who I am as a person. Life is not a series of like final decisions. Sure, this isn't a rough draft and this is all real and this is all happening and we all need to operate as if this is real life because it is. But I think in a lot of ways, I'm always like, oh my God, like this was it. This was my one shot. And then when I don't get it, I get in my own head about being like, these aren't real problems at all in any way, like shape or form. And I think like, for me, it's it's been really hard just to be able to say, yes, these are real problems, but they are not defining ones. <laughs> they will not determine whether or not I'm able to get up in the morning and celebrate being up, to see my family, to like live my life, to use my legs, my brain, all of those things. None of those things are affected by this real problem. So like, chill. 
(laughs) That's a word. Yes, such a word. And I think a lot of what we're talking about here, too, is communicating that, right? And being Mm -hmm. able to say, like, being really honest with yourself about what your priorities are and really saying, like, you know what? Maybe that wasn't for me. Or maybe it's okay if I didn't get that job. Or maybe it's okay if I didn't meet that person or that they didn't call me back or that my computer won't turn on still. (laughs) Maybe that is just like, I've done everything I could do in that situation. When I play it back, like I said, at night, I'm always like, well, what could I have done better and changed and like been a little bit softer, a little bit sterner? Like you've done all you can do in that situation. And sometimes it's okay to be like, okay, I didn't get it. It didn't work out that way. How can I potentially communicate better next time or communicate better with myself, even if I don't get it the time after that? How can I just be communicating the priorities that I have identified so that I can align myself with those fully? Yeah, Chelsea, I feel like what you're saying is a huge part of that reflection energy that I was noting earlier. That's such a big part of when Mercury goes retrograde. I think, you know, reevaluating like how you communicate especially is such a big theme. And even looking at self-dialogue and how we're communicating with ourselves. I feel like retrogrades really show us what we need to work on and especially the things that we've been ignoring that we just kind of cast away into the shadows to like not address because we don't want to deal with it. And a lot of times it'll bring back situations that have really deeply affected you. I hear everything that you're saying about just kind of like sitting back and thinking about how, you know, you've navigated certain situations and, and how to navigate them in the future. Steph, that communicating with ourselves is so important. And it's also something that I'm not great at. I go inwards. And if there's something that's bothering me or that's negative, I don't want to put that on other people. I think this is my problem. I'm not going to burden my friends or my partner or my big brothers with this. So I internalize it. And then all of the bad things that I would never say to anyone else in my life, I say them to myself. And that self-talk is just wild. It's wild. I would never say it out loud to anybody. And I just think when you recognize that, and even the fact that I'm saying this out loud, hopefully next time I'll realize, remember on the Go Off This podcast, when you said that shit was wild, (laughs) (laughs) stop saying it. There's this video of Marshall's nephew, like, hyping himself up before he goes down the slide with just, like, positive self-talk that we just love so much. And we always bring that video up when we need, like, a little boost. And I think it's important to just remember to tap into that inner child and continue to train yourself to have positive self-talk as, like, an automatic response as opposed to just being negative off-grip. I mean, it's hard. It's definitely a practice, but you just got to keep checking in with yourself. Yeah, one thing my therapist always told me was when you have those negative thoughts pop up in your head, you can acknowledge that they're there, but you never want to sit and have tea with them. Mm. So it's kind of like, okay. I love that. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to let you finish. Okay, you done? You good? All right, I'm going to go back about my day now. You don't ever sit and like have a cup of tea with them because that's when you kind of just start to like stew and like cycle and the voice becomes louder and then it just gets really out of hand. I feel like when I let 
when I just like let those feelings in, I get more and more passive aggressive, genuinely, because I have all of these thoughts in my head that no one else (laughs) sees. And I'm like, well, why would you even ask me that? That I'm like, you don't, you you have nothing to do with this. And I think that's also something that I'm trying to remember and recognize too, because I don't know who else's Mercury is in retrograde, right? I don't know what other people are doing. And I think that's also something I'm really trying to be better at is to be patient and peaceful with other people in their journey (laughs) and recognizing that because I think when you open yourself up to maybe also like being surprised by people, right? And maybe even saying like, you can accept them in a different place than you thought they were in or saying, hey, nothing is working for me. Like, I need some help (laughs) communicating Mm. that even and just saying, hey, like, I don't have it. Like you said, Steph, at the beginning of this, like, I need your help. Mm. And that, I think of the word grace when you say all that. And it's like the grace that we give ourselves, that we should be giving ourselves, we should also be giving to other people. And we're talking a lot about like self-growth And so if we're working on ourselves, we should also be thinking about the work that other people are doing on themselves and allowing that growth for them as well. It's real, real hard. (laughs) I'm I'm over here acting like I know, and then I got it together. (laughs) I'm just like, again, you guys know this. And if you listen to the podcast, you know this. I'm just like thinking of all of the people, again, on my roster that I've given grace to that (laughs) don't deserve it. So I'm done. You're in this damn roster. I'm just saying, like, give grace, but like with guidance, maybe. (laughs) Yes. 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 I think that's such a a great point just to level set expectations of ourselves and like other people. Because again, like I said, like, yes, these are our problems and they're unique to us, but we're not the only people having them. And I think that's something that the reason we were talking about too, just like shit happens. Yeah, shit shit happens. happens. Accept it, you know? How how can we be so arrogant to think that it couldn't happen to us, you know? So Mm. find in peace with it accepting it. It's part of the cycle of life. Mm. And that's like the past year has been a lesson in that, right? Like grief is everywhere. It is happening to everyone. And again, it's above us. Like this stuff is not escapable. Even if we feel like it, it is, we literally have been hit over the head with this for the whole past year. It's going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) I've said this though, but like, here's my thing. This is how like the universe, I am always like, okay, the universe keeps me humble because like (laughs) if everything went my way, height would be unbearable. Like I would be like (laughs) stopping traffic in the middle of the streets, like Kenya Moore style, like uh, Beyonce. uh, Thank you. Like true, no, like genuinely you could not catch me if everything went my way. So like, again, maybe that's just the universe. That's just you because I'm like, give me the goddess package over here. I want no mistakes. (laughs) If it ain't right, I don't want it. Fix it up. Package it up nice. Call me. (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, and with that, my dear sisters, we have reached the end of our discussion. And my favorite point in this conversation called Don't At Me. In case y'all need a reminder, Don't At Me is meant to tie a bow on our discussion, uh, really just summarize everything we've been talking about and celebrate that queen energy we've been talking about all season. And again, as I said, it is called Don't At Me. So in case you forgot. That means y'all can't add us, okay? Nothing. Nunca. Non. Nine. No. Heart emoji. And as my fave, the dearly departed Whitney Houston said, you call my machine and I'll call yours. This week, we have Voibes stepping up to the mic. Miss Steph Long, all right, hit us with that Voib for this Mercury in retrograde. So, The next Mercury Retrograde is happening next month from May 29th to June 22nd. And while things are bound to get a little topsy-turvy during this time, how much of that are you really going to blame on the stars this time, sis? Now hear me out. I love looking to the stars to tell me about my life as much as the next person, okay? As an Aquarius, I can confidently say that of all the signs in the Zodiac, Aquarius has to be the most obsessed with astrology. But you know what I've also found? The way my Mercury retrograde goes often boils down to how much responsibility I'm willing to claim over the way my life plays out. For example, what choices have I been making in my day-to-day life? How have I been engaging with or avoiding my shadows? How honest have I been with myself when it comes to being over so-and-so? And how actively have I been doing the work toward becoming the most whole and healed version of myself? I like to think of it like going to therapy. The more you go, the better equipped you are to deal with life's challenges. And while it doesn't stop those challenges from occurring, it sure gets a hell of a lot easier to deal with them if you've already been doing the work. The way Mercury Retrograde is set up is the things that come up during this time tend to be the things we need to address the most. Maybe that person you haven't spoken to in months is hitting you up because there's a conversation y'all need to have and deep down, you know it. Or maybe the universe is testing you to see how strong your boundaries are if said person is someone you've been needing to drop for a long ass time. Maybe you're being challenged at work because there's something you need to learn in order to progress to the next level. And maybe some veils are being lifted around you because it's time for you to reevaluate the people, places, and things you're allowing to take up space in your life. Whatever the case may be for you, During this next retrograde, and in general, when things seem to be breaking down, ask yourself, what inner work can be done, and how can you use the situation to benefit your growth? So I did some research, because I'm a nerd, (laughs) and I found out that the term retrograde originates from the Latin word retrogradus, which literally means backward step. And sometimes taking a step back is what we really need to move forward. So don't get in your way, sis. And if you're feeling attacked, I promise it's not personal. Don't at me. This season, we're powering our purpose, living our passions, and reminding ourselves that we are the queens we worship every day. 
From the tools we need to be our best selves to the energy we deserve to make those dreams a reality, we are Black beyond measure. Target is investing in the success of Black creators with their year-round platform and dedicated support. Head over to target.com slash blackbeyondmeasure to learn more about how to power opportunities for our success. Okay, so we got Big Boss vibes today. Okay, my ladies of this Go Offs' podcast, we have the youngest executive producer in Hollywood with us today, pulling up to the round table, the one and only Marseille Martin. Okay, starting with her debut on the show Blackish and executive producing and starring in her first major film, Little, Marseille has become an inspiration not only to us, but our entire unbothered audience, and just Black women who love to see Black women win, honestly. And now, Marseille has stacked up a total of 11 wins at the NAACP Image Awards. Okay, we're talking double digits. Okay, has started her own production company called Genius Entertainment, and will also be producing a Disney Channel show called Saturdays. Stepping into her power, using her voice, all the things we just love to go off about on this podcast. So, welcome to Go Off this Marseille. We are so, so happy to have you. Thank you so much for having me. Like, I'm so excited to be in this, like, group of amazing Black girls. And I can't wait to, like, you know, get into it and talk about it. Okay, so this episode, you know, we're talking about shifts, we're talking about movement, we're talking about making big moves, and you are someone who knows how to do that. And you've really talked about also just like stepping into your power, and you shared your sort of thoughts on that. You said, use your voice, take up space, and keep (laughs) negative thoughts at bay. In this panini, can you just share with us how you're doing that in life right now and how you're making sure to keep those thoughts at bay and take up space? I mean, at the moment, we we just like finished kind of like shooting for the beginning of the year. So I'm kind of on this break of just getting to know myself more. And self-care is everything. And I always say, I always preach it like self-care. Is everything, take care of yourself and do what makes you happy. So, I mean, at the moment, I'm just, just trying to do what makes me happy. And I mean, hanging out with like friends, family while staying safe and yeah, just kind of trying to stay sane at the moment. So, I mean, I, I don't know, like, what do you do in breaks? I, I sleep, I eat, like I just do the regular stuff. So, I mean, just making sure I'm in kind of just the right mentality. Cause I feel like everything is just mental at the moment and making sure Mm. you are comfortable with yourself in your mind and like meditating. Meditating is a good thing too. I love that this is what you're talking about right now. A, because I preach this all the time, but B, because we um, just got done talking about kind of like finding that balance between work but then also like making time for joy and the things that make us happy. And, you know, you've recently been going through major career pivots. You know, you're producing your new Disney Channel series, Saturdays, which I'm so excited about. I just got a pair of roller skates and I'm just waiting for the weather to get just right so I can go out (laughs) and like be on my best roller skating life. But can you talk about prioritizing your joy, but also the, you know, within the process of being an executive producer, working with these actors that we all know and love, Golden Brooks, Omar Gooding, et cetera, to tell this story about Black girls and roller skating? I mean, it's just such an amazing project. Like, it's just something that you just don't hear often. 
And you kind of don't hear it at all. Like just the little points of like even skating and that being an activity that is so big in our in the black culture, but also like you don't really get to hear about it often, but it's like an amazing activity. And then also sickle cell. It's just it's just an amazing overall piece that we've worked on for so long. And I feel like when when you guys watch just the because we just finished filming like I think a couple of days ago, we just finished filming the pilot and just seeing how it is, it will just inspire like just young black girls just to do their thing and like do what they love. And just seeing our three main black characters, like our uh, three girls just together, like doing their thing, living their life is just so amazing. And we've been working on this for like two, two years, at least two and a half. So it's something that we've been pushing really hard to like move forward and making sure this is in the forefront and people see what we're doing. And I'm actually like really excited because it's one of our first shows throughout Genius Entertainment that will be out at the moment. And it's just such a cool thing to just start off and like push off with. I'm so excited to see it. It's just like, however I can put my joy and creativity into a, like a project to where they can see like how I'm feeling at the moment or even showing in a different perspective how people's lives are and how you can live your lives without being in this circle of, I don't know, the circle of like pain. It's a very big thing for me. Like I said, self-care is a big thing and like being just mentally ready for the world. I feel like all of us have learned at least something during this quarantine thing. And I feel like it kind of not necessarily like forced me to grow up fast, but like I quickly realized how things could go go away in just one snap. I think what I've taken away from what we've been through is just not to regret anything. And I feel like we regretted so, I've regretted so much, just the small things like getting to hang out with a friend or going out somewhere or just something like that. So, I mean, I feel like that's something that I've learned often. Even as like a, a teenager, you still go through like teenage problems while doing adult stuff. I'm in a space where it's like a very weird balance. So I try to balance that as, as best as I can. You know, you just grow up very fast and time goes by very fast and you just have to make sure that you're doing what's best for you while preparing yourself for it's just anything because anything can happen at the moment. And what what a life you've had. You know what I'm saying? Like you're you're like, oh, like preparing for life. Your life done already started, baby. Like you're <laughs> you're full on in it. You know what I mean? Yes. I want to talk a little bit about genius that you and your family, it's a family business, which is amazing. Tell us about why this was like a next step for you. Why did you start genius? Tell us about it. Well, I started Genius because I wanted to make sure young Black girls didn't go through what I went through at, when I was younger, which was seeing girls who look like me on screen. I mean, if you don't see it actually happening, how do you know you were able to do it, you know? So I, I just wanted to create content that everyone can relate to, not just a certain white male-dominated group. So... I, I wanted to just have a, another outlet to where I can brainstorm and be creative and just another another space to like be free, like mentally and 
I feel like just the more I grow up and the more my interests get different, and it's something that I can like grow, grow more and more with. I'm always down for like generational wealth and um, come on, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Starting, just starting something and building an empire from it. That's what my and my uh, family have always been into, and what we've always loved, and doing it in a very healthy way, you know, and making sure that. Like, you know, a lot of people get like big heads or big brains over like, oh, wow, I'm this or that or whatever. But if it's like a family thing, it's just you're having fun with it. You know, it's something that and me and my uh, family talk about this all the time. If, if it's something that I just don't want to do at the end of the day, I don't have to do it. Nothing is forced at all. This is just something that I love. And this is something that I feel like that will turn into something bigger than me. And that's what I've always been into. And we created Genius Entertainment after Little because I, I, I realized, like, wait, we can keep oh, yeah. oh, yeah. We got something here. <laughs> they said, we cooking with gas here. Let's well, make this something. We, we, we might have just did something. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was right after we filmed Little. And as soon as we came home from, like, the airport, because we uh, shot in Atlanta, we came back um, to L.A. And we were just like, that was an amazing like, it's unbelievable how something from your head that you would realize, like, oh, this scene would go like this, or I would be wearing this, and then actually seeing it in real life. It's just something so amazing and, like, just incredibly fascinating. It's it's really, it's really, really cool. And I just hope other young filmmakers that dream to be in a position to where they can do stuff like this have that feeling one day. So... I mean, it's a feeling you don't want to get rid of. So I just want to keep making content. You know, it's just the it's the best thing for sure. You said something like it's a family business and a lot of people will get like a big head over it. First of all, let your unbothered aunties be the ones to tell you, girl, have a big head because you're doing it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Go off this. Like, like <laughs> whoever is telling you that you need to tone it down, you better not tone it down. And then secondly... We want to talk about the fact that, like, you are at the top of this business that your parents are on. Like, you essentially outrank your parents. Like, you are literally, <laughs> like, babyboss.com. And your parents are like, she know what she's doing. She, she knows. <laughs> your parents co-sign. Your parents are like, yeah, she's she is that. She does that. How does that relationship work? Like, what is that like to be, like, their baby in real life and then be like, oh, but actually, I know what I'm talking about, mom. You know? <laughs> I don't even, <laughs> I don't even like see it in that way. You know, uh, I get that question a lot to where like, they're like, well, you're kind of like the boss of your parents. <laughs> um, I, I'm not, I can, I can still, I, yeah, I can still get in trouble if I, you know. <laughs> no, honestly, I'm a good kid, whatever. But um, <laughs> no, it's, it's really, really cool. And I feel like even being in a family business as well, it's it's kind of just how we've been for so long. Like even moving to L.A. from Texas, because that's where I was um, born and raised. I moved when I was eight, at least. And there was a big family meeting. It was just like me, my mom, my dad, my grandma, who lived with us at the time and was like, OK, so do you want to do this? Do you want to move to L.A.? And like I've been in this small town at the moment, for like so, so long, you know, like that was where I was just at, you know? So it was just a big risk. 
And I feel like that's just what we've been doing all our life, which is taking big risks and just being like, you know what? God will guide us where we are at like, you know, it's just going to whatever happens, happens, you know, and whatever is for me is for me. There's always, you know, it's like it's always going to be a plan at the end of the day. That's the cool thing about life is like we're not trapped in something. So that's cool. So, I mean, (laughs) I don't know how uh, me and my parents like I, I don't know how I got so lucky with my parents. Honestly, they're just they're really, really cool. They're the coolest partners. They're the coolest partners. And they got creative minds as well. So, like, it's not just me creating, like, yeah, even with Little, too, like, how we brainstormed it. It's kind of like we like to top over each other. Like, what if we do this? What if we do that? Oh, but what if we do this? It's like, it's just like a whole big thing to where we just make one big... Y'all just be in the house cooking, just cooking up ideas, (laughs) just going, like, okay, so boom. So I had this dream, like... (laughs) That's just what we do every single day. That's beautiful. Like, that's beautiful that you get to create with your family. And you also kept talking about big risks. And we've been talking about big leaps this episode. We've been talking about how what's for you will be for you, which you said, which, you know, you're just preaching to the choir here. We love it. But I want to go back to something you mentioned about not having stories that revolve around pain. And this is something that, you know, made big headlines that everybody was talking about, your no black pain project rule. And I love this so much. I consume pop culture. I critique pop culture. I love that, you know, we're going to get more black stories that do not revolve around pain. But it's also, you know, it's not exactly what everybody thought it was when it blew up the internet. So I want you to explain why this is a priority in your projects and what exactly this no black pain rule is. Well, you know, I what the crazy thing is, I did not expect it to get as big as like I did not expect that at all. Mostly because when we started Genius Entertainment, the first year we were like, okay, no black pain, no trauma. That's just not what I'm into. Because, you know, that's the first thing you want to get to know about a person is figuring out what projects you want out there. And I've, I've always said that. So now being on like, how many, how many years? Like three? three yeah, our, our third year. Like this is finally uh, being out there. I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. But I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like it's just always been something that I personally don't feel interest in watching myself because. It's there's so many projects about that already. And as like as a culture, that's just not who we are all the way. You know, like we've seen we've experienced it. We've witnessed it. And I don't think that's the only thing that should be the only thing that should be out there to like just define us, you know. And I'm not like I'm not bashing anyone. I'm never bashing other creators that be like, okay, let's talk about slavery or just like just something else like I'm never I'm never that type of person I'm just telling you the stuff that I want to create and the things that I want to see because at the end of the day when it's your stuff you're going to create what you love you're not going to create what other people tell you to create so for me I just want to see like black superheroes or black love stories or the stuff that you used to see you know that um I, I I'm an old soul as well so I grew up with like I used to watch like Ray Charles, the the one with Jamie Foxx, sorry, Jamie Foxx. I used to watch that all the time. Like I know that movie from the beginning to the end credits. <laughs> and I, I I used to watch uh, Lackawanna Blues and it's so like, so I, I just grew up around 
amazing Black stories that I just want to see more of. And if I am in the space to where I can create and make something happen like that, I'm going to. Mm, I love that. And I love that you even mentioned Ray and because there is struggle in his story. There Mm -hmm. is struggle in, I'm sure, the works that you're going to create. This idea of no Black pain doesn't mean that there might be a little bit of reacting to trauma in that or the reality of what it's like to live your life as a Black person. And you've had to clarify this. You know, you've had to say after this blew up, you did an Instagram post and you clarified that there will still be struggle and that, like you said, it might be something that you might change as you grow older. So I want to talk a little bit about why you felt like you had to clarify that and then moving forward, what you think that looks like in the in the context of the projects you're going to make. I felt like I had to clarify it because I thought Twitter didn't understand at the moment. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> As it does. <laughs> I think it was the day of the, the NAACP Image Awards and I was about to get ready. And I was like, well, I got time. I'll, I'll say something about it because usually I don't. I like I say something out there and then that is what it is. I'm not really a person that will constantly keep talking to haters about what what I'm talking about and what I'm saying. So, no, I I just felt like it just needed to be said. Like I said, pain is a part of the human experience. It is something that that, that's just what's going to happen. It's struggle. And like mentally, that's just how the story goes. You know, it's just we go through ups and downs and different emotions and roller coasters. But it doesn't mean that that has to be what drives the story, you know, the pain side of it. I was like, I- I'm going to say something. And my parents are like, okay, that's, that's fine. Whatever, whatever you want. To do. It's like the same thing as <laughs> the BET thing where they were talking about my hair and stuff. Like there's like only like a few different pieces. That, that clapback video was iconic. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> iconic. Okay. Okay. No, because like I'll, I'll handle things with sarcasm, because that's just who I, who I am, depending on what we're talking about. But with that, I was just like, here, this is this is what I fully mean. Nothing, uh, nothing serious, nothing too bad. But yeah, I just I always like to clarify my uh, myself, making sure no one gets a different side of me or whatever. But honestly, when when something hops on the shade room, that's when I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it reached the shade room, shade room levels. Oh, oh my God! Wait a minute. Oh. Yeah, not that I really care about it, but I was just like, let me, let me say something fully about it, and then eventually I'll just show them what I, I'm talking about. You know, mm. you know that part. The work's gonna speak for itself. Yep, exactly. There's so many projects that I have going on that eventually they'll understand that that's what I meant. I also just want to pause for this. Like, we've been talking again about shifts, Mercury being in Gatorade and microbraids. I just want to pause for your big Leo energy right now. You're like, <laughs> you took the words I, right I, out of my mouth. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, for she real, gives like, it. Uh, good luck. <laughs> that's not my ministry, but it might be yours. Like, I'm not spending time on this. I'm going to show you and you're going to see, and that'll be it. <laughs> what signs are you guys? We were just talking about this. I'm a Libra, so I'm up in the air, just like floating around. I'm a Capricorn with an Aquarius, whatever. That and Steph she's on the cusp. A, yeah, I'm on, on the cusp, which is why we have the same brain. But yeah, I'm a Capricorn, very grounded, obsessed with things going exactly the way I want them to. 
person. Yeah, Miles, uh, my brother on Blackish, he's a Capricorn. And I mm. I don't know how, how we do it, but <laughs> I'm crying. Yeah. <laughs> I always have to kind of go through my chart because it's very specific. So I'm an Aquarius, <laughs> Cancer Rising, Taurus Moon with six Capricorn placements. So like oftentimes people don't always guess that I'm an Aquarius. They kind of guess more like something earth related because I have so much earth in my chart. But yeah, that's me. I'm a very earthy Aquarius. You She's are. Like, I love yes. it though. And I'm a Taurus. <laughs> so I, I do a lot of eating. I do a lot of sleeping. Um, I do a lot of cuddling. I have a dog. Like I'm a big family person too. So when you was like, yeah, I'd be doing this with my mom and dad. I was like, girl, no, that's right. My mom knew how to work a computer. I'd be doing that shit with her too because she is so funny. <laughs> her husband be like, how do I open this email? I don't know what I'm doing. But it is amazing. Like, um, yeah, Taurus energy. We just be chilling. Yeah. Yeah, that's my mom for sure. She's a Taurus. My dad's a Leo. So we're both, we both have that Leo energy. And male Leos for sure. He has... Mm-hmm. Talk them. about it. Well, I'm, I'm dating one right now, so... Okay. He's a Leo. He's a lot, though. <laughs> they always are, but it's worth it. It's worth it because they're like us. <laughs> exactly. And I feel like that's just like your boss energy again, even though, like we said, you're doing all of this. And I don't know. Do you have a driver's license? How's, how's that going? For you? Uh, are you out here with Olivia Rodrigo? Driving in circles? <laughs> I love that song, by the way. <laughs> I mean, it, it slaps. I'm sorry. It slaps. I listen. No lies. It's (laughs) undeniable. Everything about her, I just love. But no, I don't have a driver's license, but I like I am learning how to drive at the moment. So my goal is to get my driver's license before the year is over. I feel I feel like I can make that happen for sure during like especially now that I'm on a break, a little bit, a tiny bit of a break. Um, I'll 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 learn some. You got this. Yeah, I, I know. I got this. I got this in my heart. I, I know I do. I usually drive with my my auntie, and she usually teaches me how to drive whenever she's here. Or, um, ooh, you know what's funny? My dad, <laughs> my dad, and that and that can be crazy sometimes. Uh, not because he's not. He's like, no, 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 you gotta do this or that or whatever. But <laughs> he put me into the driver's seat and he was like, okay, drive to the store. I'm like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Such yep. a black dad move. It is. <laughs> he's so chill about it. He, he's had like yeah. I've been for like years. And I'm like, wait a minute. Black dads be like, let me see what you got. Let's see what we work here. Like, oh my gosh. So um yeah, I'm I'm in the process of getting my permit at the moment. And yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I've been in driver's ed for like a year or so now and I already graduated that part of it. So I mean um, it's just a slow process. It's it slow is. Process. It's such a slow hey, process. Hey, um, I failed my driver's test three times when I was 17 and then still don't have my license. So, girl, you you good. I'm <laughs> freaking <laughs> crying. Cat. That was the end of the story? <laughs> that was it. I just don't That's have a license. That's the tweet. <laughs> Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. I don't like failing, so I just stopped. <laughs> I don't like failing either. And I think that's the that's the scary thing about it too. It's like I, I'm gonna take this test and if I fail, I'm not trying again. <laughs> she said that's it. I will roller skate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really hard on myself if I fail at anything or I feel like I failed at anything. Like, oh, like my, my team will be like, Oh no, you did a great job. I'm like, No, I didn't. 
I was, you know, I'm just that, I'm that type of person. And I think that is something I definitely have to break, like a habit of mine. But um, yeah, I'm so hard on myself. I'm so, so hard on myself. Girl, really? Yeah, we all are. Yeah, we all are. <laughs> we, I know, we, I know, like, truly. Are, but um, yeah, that's just the thing. That's just the thing of mine. <laughs> yes. It, I mean, and we were talking about that too. Like when things don't work out, right? When you, you try as hard, again, like, like beyond, like you try as hard as you, and then sometimes you just don't fail. Like you just don't get it. And whether that's star search when you're eight or whatever <laughs> you're doing or whatever we're doing in our late twenties, <laughs> mid, mid to late twenties. I feel like that's, that's a lesson you can never stop learning. Just like how to be okay with those no's and like keep it pushing because like you said, what's for you is for you and it won't miss you. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, it's different from how I look at like biz- business stuff than like personal life stuff. Like I'm hard on me on personal life stuff. Like different relationships or like just just something you know business wise like I like we we hear no's often but we don't let that break us you know it's like I don't know it's a it's a weird it's a weird thing so like I'm kind of hard on myself but when it comes to this I really don't care and it's just like we're just gonna keep going because that's what you have to do and have that mentality when you're in this industry so I, I don't know it's just it's a weird it's a weird uh little circle Mm, it's like, again, you might be taking pages from Ace's book. I told the girls here, but at the Image Awards, when she was like, bad bitches don't lose often, but when they do, Ace. they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's it. That's that it. That's that, it. that was like written in Leo blood. I swear uh-huh. to God that that is. She's also a Capricorn. Just got to mm. ride, ride for my own. <laughs> <laughs> I love everything about Issa. Like she is so 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 amazing and so creative and I like I'm so inspired by her in so many ways especially from what she is doing in like just the realms that I know she loves it's it's so so cool yes she's just a star and again like you guys are stars together (laughs) genuinely I think that's one of the things that we love just seeing winning us winning whatever that means like together (laughs) it's so powerful on that note when you look at young Black Hollywood and like, tell me if I'm projecting, but it looks like y'all are really rooting for each other. You know, I think of Yara, Storm Reed, all of you seem like you have this like sisterhood and you have each other's backs and it's just like young Black girls doing their thing, hyping each other up. So do you lean on each other and how do you uplift each other and root for each other without this like stereotypical idea of like, you all have to be competing? Right. I, I don't even understand how people see like see us like competing. You know, it's so, it's so weird because there's only such a small circle of us. Like back back when we were able to party and stuff, like I would just see them like every single like after party and just we would hang out because we knew we would see each other because there's only such a small group of young black actors and actresses that are like really out there like doing stuff and like you know, being in projects and all. So, I mean, we know there's like a handful of us. That's why we root for each other. That's why we want to push to make sure we uplift each other. And because at the end of the day, we're all in different lanes. You know, we we all uh, have our own things that we want to do and aspirations and things we want to achieve. So we're not really in the same lane, but we all, we kind of are at the same time, you know? So I always like to check on them. I just saw Yara not too long ago. So we got to catch up and 
yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a beautiful thing, honestly, even though we want to extend more of the amazing black actors and actresses out there that um, are trying to still get an opportunity. It is very cool just seeing this them every day and um, knowing that like, they're, they're your friends as well, and you know you want to put them in projects and all that. It's just it's really cool, you know? So Collaboration. <laughs> Collaborations, mm-hmm. for sure. So, yeah, it's nice. It's nice to have that feeling because you also want to talk to someone that is also in the industry, even, like, mentors. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's cool to talk to someone that, like, is fully in it and fully understands what you're going through at the moment because it's really, it's really, really difficult to uh move around i wish i got to hang out with more people in the industry than i do mostly because we're all so busy all the dang time so like we never really get to hang out with each other like i saw yara on like on a set so i mean it was like you know we never really get to hang out outside of work unless it's like uh me and miles because miles is like my brother we've been hanging out forever but i mean Oof, I have two best friends that aren't in the industry at all. I'm in this trio. I've been knowing them one for about two years and another one for about seven years. We all made a trio together. It was like a little bit before quarantine. So, and they're, they have not, they don't know nothing about the industry. Like, at all. I love it. <laughs> they don't care. They don't mm-hmm. care. Either. And that's the best thing for someone. It's like they, they don't care. Like I can, I talk to them about everything that's going on in my life. And I'll be like, well, guess what that person did? Or like, get, look what project is coming up. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, yeah. my- <laughs> 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 oh, or like, you know, just like, or, oh, okay, you want to get some ice cream or something? I'm like, oh, right. Yeah. Um, Keeping you humble. Great. Yeah. Like, like they, they root for you. Like they're, they're my hype people. But like at the end of the day, I don't have to do any of this stuff and they'll still love me for who I am and then vice versa. So, I mean, it's the best thing. It is definitely the best thing for sure. And um, yeah, I, I love them very much. So, and like, honestly, I'm not a big like friend. friend. Come on, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> what you got to say, baby? Like, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a big person when it comes to in my personal circle and like, you know, life, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'll, I'll open up to you as much as I, I, mm-hmm. I, I can. Mm-hmm. But no, when it comes to my two best friends, I'm like, hey, you guys can't get rid of me. Y'all, like, I can't get rid of you. <laughs> like, you know too much. It is what it is. Well, you know, we friends for life for sure. But I mean, yeah, it's, I think that's just my Leo energy coming out for sure. But yeah. Are you the sarcastic one? Are you giving advice? Like, what what is your role? Are you the funny one? Are you the one who doesn't respond for 10 hours and then comes back with the, oh, hey, sorry, I was in the shower. <laughs> That's me. Uh, I'm definitely the sarcastic person. I use a lot of, like, funny emojis. I don't know. Like, I don't even know how to explain my humor because it's so all over the all over the place. Or I'll be just sending TikToks or just something, something, <laughs> just random, random stuff. I bet you got a really robust GIF folder saved on your phone. Oh, I know. I know true. what my best friend says. Well, she has a GIF for every move. You're a GIF in itself. You're a GIF in itself. You know, <laughs> you got looks, sides, my, the, no, with the sunglasses. What's you know? funny is when I talk to like my my grandma. When I talk to my grandma, she will use my like, GIFs. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love that. 
Yeah, it's so, so, so funny. And I'm like, wow. But like, no, I barely, I barely use like GIFs at all. I'm a, I'm like a emoji combined type person. So I, I usually use the eye roll with like the hand. So it's like, whatever. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Someone is on, I think, what is that thing where people fly in the sky and they're holding this? A parachute. Yeah, there's a parachute and then a hole at the bottom. So it looks like they're going down the hole. It's like oh, that's funny. really weird, like combinations of emojis. But yeah, I'm that, I'm a very sarcastic person. <laughs> Someone asks you for something, you're like, I don't know, but here's this TikTok video. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. Don't ask a question, I'll just send the TikTok. <laughs> as you're talking about this and just getting more people in, in the industry or not, just like young Black women who are winning, what would you say to this like next generation of, of young Black women? What would be your advice? I would say keep going for sure. Like I said, what's that, whatever is for you is for you. So there's, like I said, there's going to be a lot more no's than yeses, but all you got to do is keep moving forward, especially if you think it is your passion, something that you really want, like love to do. Even if it's something that you just want to try out and see if you like it or not, just keep, keep moving forward. Keep doing your thing, doing what makes you feel good and what makes you happy. And even like just starting, starting small, starting like, however, like if you want to be like a filmmaker, you don't have to have a big old production or like a big old writer like team or like whatever. Just start off small because that's like how your favorite filmmakers even started, you know? So, or even having someone like listen or like talk to you about it. Like even like a friend thing, it can be like a cool friend project that you want to do. Just anything that can make you or help you start a journey that can eventually become big someday. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot, there's a lot of ways to, to put it, but I, yeah, I would just say, yeah, just start just start with what you got. You know, you don't need a whole bunch of stuff. But just start start with what you got. Mm. Ooh, Marce, you are an old soul. You this is just <laughs> wisdom. And I when I say I did not have that at your age, that is a gift. And we thank you for sharing it with us. So Thank you. Wait, I have a question for y'all. Yeah. I, I love I love all y'all. I love this whole group. I, I <laughs> love you. <laughs> she said, Well, hold up, hold up. <laughs> Often, but like this is like amazing. But I, I want to know what are you guys like watching at the moment? Like, Ooh, you guys oh, this like, is a crowdsource. I love it. Oh. Come on now, sis. <laughs> I just want to know. Oh, I'm <laughs> watching everything. Like, name a show. I'm watching it. But I finished Superstore and loved it. I love that show. <laughs> I'm like a classics, so I'll go with like I'm rewatching like the Parkers on Netflix, like over and over oh, and over. And then honestly, like I go to entertainment to like turn off and like maybe turn up. So I'm real deep <laughs> in the Real Housewives, Ooh, Atlanta oh. saga. I just come <laughs> off of Potomac. Like yes. I have questions for every one of those women, honestly. And I, yeah, it's just the the whole of Real Housewives that I like dip into it, is real. It's so, so real. So yeah. Girl, I've been watching these daggone drug documentaries. They got so many of them out. I'm sitting here like, what in the world is going on in the middle of America? But it's crazy, right? Because I feel like they put them out so fast. Like, it's, I mean, I don't know. I love them, but I just am just like, damn, y'all know what the people watch. Every time I get on Netflix, it's like, 
trending in the USA, this crack cocaine. I'm like, oh, Jesus. But like, <laughs> you why know, are you watching cr- them, Laurie? <laughs> <laughs> it's like hard to stop. <laughs> I also just watch my comfort shows a lot. A lot of SpongeBob, a lot of Shrek, a lot of the Black Cinderella. Oh, yes. Bob's, Bob's Burgers. Yes, Bob's Burgers. <laughs> yes, Chelsea, you understand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So yeah, I definitely have my comfort shows too. Bob's Burgers, Futurama. Marseille, what are you watching? Okay, so I'm on movies at the moment. But the recent series that I just finished was Behind Her Eyes. And you guys have to watch that. Oh, I've heard good things. Oh my gosh. Have y'all seen Bridgerton? Yes. Yes. Yeah, of of course. course. (laughs) For the fourth time. Um, (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, no, but no. Not fourth. that's probably an exaggeration, but... Uh, she said, I need to rewind, just zoom in, just to make sure. Fine, yeah. ass. Mm-hmm. But I'm done. There's a lot of shows that I'm uh, looking at, and I feel like I, if I have time, I like to just go out, browse something, see, and just click on whatever, honestly. I'm a big Netflix person. I'm like a, I call myself a professional binge watcher. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. I oh, I just finished WandaVision too. But yes, mind blowing. Stunning. But thank you so much, y'all. This was so funny. You guys are all absolutely amazing. And yeah, I love you all. We you love all. you. We love Save. you too. <laughs> Don't make us cry. <laughs> We're sending you hugs and just like, keep going. We just are so proud of you. So, so proud of you. The Go Off This Podcast is a Refinery29 original. It is produced by Rashad Isaac, Shirley Williams, Jordan Mason, and me, Chelsea Sanders. It's edited by Hanger Studios. My co-hosts today were Kathleen Newman-Bermang, Larice McMillian, and Stephanie Long. Like what you heard and want some more? Head over to Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts to catch up on all episodes. And don't forget to drop a review or leave a comment to let us know what you think. You can also find us where it all started, on Instagram, at R29Unbothered. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, it's okay to go off, sis. Money world.